Hello, listeners, and welcome to this week's very special episode of Tricks with Dice. I'm joined this week by Erica Rebecca Belsas, 40 under 40 gay luminary Erica Rebecca Belsas, for a very exciting and potentially very romantic game of I Have the High Ground by Jess Levine, better known as Jess from Online, the writer and creator of Going Rogue, a Rogue One-inspired expansion for Riley Rethel's Star Wars-inspired tabletop RPG, Galactic Second Edition. I Have the High Ground is about that slow tension that builds up before the duel truly starts between two opponents who have a uh, a history together. So before we get started, Erica, what's your experience with fencing? Oh, gosh. Um, I was on a club fencing team back when I was at St. Olaf. Um, yeah, yeah, as they say. Um, uh, it wasn't even competitive. It was like intramural. Intramural? One of those two. Um, and I pretty much fenced exclusively Epe because uh, it's very aggressive. It's pretty nonstop and it's very fun. Okay, sick. I was a nationally ranked saber fencer for five years. I did not fence in college. I did not fence on a high school team. I just went to a private fencing studio and learned how to fence saber. So my experience is dissimilar from yours in that it was a lot of driving to random tournaments. And a lot of, in the way that Epe is aggressive, but still contemplative, Saber <laughs> is very, it's, it's aggressive, but it's aggressive in a very different way from Epe. It's a burst of contained aggression. You're like coiled like a spring and you explode at each other and each touch is over in like two seconds where in epe each touch is over in like 15 seconds yeah very very mental not all, all fencing is very mental but epe is mind games to the max saber is mostly about your reaction speed and how well you are able to predict where your opponent's blade is going to be so that you can steal priority I didn't have to worry about priority, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, um, also I didn't have to poke. I had to slash. This is not a fencing This, this is, is not, not a fencing, fencing podcast. Game, nor is it a fencing podcast. If we were to make a fencing podcast, what would we call it? Um, the Touchbags. I Have the High Ground is a collaborative two-player dueling game of banter, posturing, and capes. Erica, would you like to read the first paragraph to get our listeners in on the game? I would be honored. Let's face it, dueling is sexy. But do you know what's sexier than dueling? That slow, 
entire tension duel that occurs before any damage is done, before any blow is even struck. The duel of word and wit, of casual motion and threatening maneuvers. I Have the High Ground is a short collaborative storytelling game for two players about that kind of duel. I Have the High Ground is a game meant to be played slowly. Your first few moves do not even need to contain dialogue, though depending on your character, they may. Consider, how does your character move? How do they demonstrate their superior position or their refusal to be intimidated? Take your time. Set the scene. Players are also encouraged to think expansively about what constitutes a duel. It is absolutely wonderful if you're knights, fencers, Jedi, or what have you, with your blades crossed for sport or in mortal combat. But what if you were hackers trying to speedily exploit your way into control of a contested server? What if you're assassins and ex-girlfriends, or you're in a boxing match, or a bar fight, or even just a school talent show? Pick your weapons, push the limits, and whenever justifiable, flourish your capes. So the first thing that we do is decide on the background information. That includes genre, stakes, history, exposition, and environment. This process is collaborative. We get to work together to come up with all of those things, to set our scene, and then develop our characters following that. So, what genre would you like to use? Do you want to take that word again? No, I'm using the Trebek pronunciation. Oh, okay. My first instinct was like fantasy revel, like revelations, <laughs> like angels and demons and shit. Um, okay, that, that's... But that could be on my mind because of an Undisclosed Project. Yeah, that a little too um, Bayonetta dogma. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, I was... My, my feeling was like a sort of magical fantasy Regency period. Okay. So, the kind of thing that is weirdly my jam. So like, you know, knee breeches and tricorns. Um, have you read the Shades of Magic series by V.E. Schwab? I have. I desperately love that series. Yeah. I mean, that sort of feels like this, right? Regency, but with magic. Mm-hmm. Not medieval, like, right? Right. Like, definitely people have harpsichords okay so i think we've kind of settled into regency period yeah but like a fantasy version of that so is this a high magic or low magic fantasy setting um i think high magic's better flashy okay so you can do flashy sorts of magic is magic currently fashionable Ooh. Because that is a very important question in the Regency period. I think I think magic is not super commonly accessible, um, but it's more accessible to the wealthy, and thus they flaunt it. It's particularly important that magic is not a bourgeois pursuit. Only landed people are good at magic. Yes, correct. Although, I guess wealthy merchants might be able to send their eldest sons to magical college and then have them marry for 
title and then complicated sorts of things that we can delve into later. We absolutely can. Okay. What are our stakes? The options for stakes are foil, low stakes, the physical battle likely ends with both parties walking away alive, and no one else will die as a consequence of its outcome. It's a matter of pride. However, pride is not a small feeling, and these duels are just as intense and intimate as any other. Might be a public fencing match between rivals, a championship boxing match, or simply a bar fight. Erica, how do you feel about foil? Oh, no. But boring. <laughs> Saber. The stakes are meaningful. The battle is likely to be lethal for either participant. Might be a duel between knights to determine the fates of their lords. Resolution of a quest for vengeance. Or the desperate struggle in the trenches of a larger battle. And then... Epe. Towering stakes. The physical battle following this duel will be lethal for either the participant or those they're fighting to protect, or both. In fact, entire battles might be won or lost on the outcome of this fight. It could be a melee between opposing generals, a Jedi and a Sith clashing lightsabers amidst a battleground, or two hackers vying for control of the life support system. I am feeling that this should be a saber match. Yeah. I like the idea that one of us will probably die. Oh, agreed. But I don't know that we need to destroy or save the world about it. Yeah, that that's the same way I was leaning. Okay, history. In the history section, you'll agree on one or two. So what is our history? Options include... Betrayal, rivals, arch nemeses, strangers on the battlefield, mutual respect or unrequited respect, ex-lovers. I mean, I I think we are ex-lovers and we're we're also from rival factions. What if it's not ex-lovers? Current lovers? Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. I feel like that just really grips a little bit more like people who love each other driven to duel to the death over something that we'll figure out in a little bit we need to uh, settle on some descriptors we have one set of opposites we have one descriptor which is shared between us and then we each get two or three individual descriptors for our individual characters british versus cunning that says brutish versus cunning, not British. I know, but it's funnier if it said British. That would be funny. Debonair versus utilitarian? Yeah, but who's going to play the utilitarian one? That's not fun. No, it's not. <laughs> we could both be debonair. Yes, I, I, I do like that. I, I feel like wordy versus concise could be fun. Mm -hmm. Careful versus reckless. Cruel versus empathetic definitely jumps out to me. I'm good. I'm... Passionate versus stoic could be interesting. As long as it, I'm not playing the stoic one. Yeah. Both of us have to be passionate to engage in a duel. You know, that's fair. See, the issue here is, Kat, we think too similarly. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> we I, both, I feel we like both love our dramatic duels a little too much. Careful versus reckless might be a fun one. As long as I get reckless. Yeah. I think careful can be defined differently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not boring. Okay, so our opposite is careful versus reckless. 
Um, our shared trait, passionate. Passionate or debonair. Why don't you take debonair? Okay. We will both be passionate. Would you like flamboyant? I would. I think I would like imposing. I think I would like quick. So I think careful and quick is such an interesting combination. Agreed. Okay, one more for each of us. I'm famous. I kind of assumed that you would take that one. Yeah. I should really learn to play different characters, huh? I'll play... Hmm. Tactful. What brings the two of us to this particular battlefield today? What brings us to the battlefield? I'm trying to take something you're protecting. Okay. We are rivals and lovers. Correct. What are we rivals for, I think, is the question. Like, in what way are we rivals? Um, we could be from different sort of universities or cloisters or whatever sort of sects, um, magicians or magic users sort of sort themselves into. They don't have to be called magicians, of course. Yes. Um, we could be rivals from the same school who, you know, fought back and forth over placement. I, I like the idea of rivals from different schools where our duel, despite the love that we have for each other, our duel comes from differences of political opinion because of the schools that we have been attending. Yeah, I like that a lot. And is this just an honor duel? No, I think the stakes have to be higher than that. Yeah. Okay, so... I have been sent covertly to take something which your school holds dear or secret back to my school for the purposes of studying or whatever magic artifacts, broadly speaking, or it, it really could be anything. And I did not realize that you would be the one guarding it or something, or you intercept me at some mm -hmm, point. Mm -hmm. I'm hundred percent. What is the MacGuffin? I... For the sake of romance, a banned book of poetry. Oh, that's fascinating. I think in particular, it is a book of poetry that when properly studied, gives you access to crazy wild magic stuff. It's written as poetry, but really it's subversive magics. Right. It's it's taught taught in the form of poetry. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's magic taught in the form of poetry, but it's also like poetic political theory, maybe. Mm. Okay. It's banned for being like explicitly revolutionary. Anti monarchist. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so the plot MacGuffin is that you are trying to steal this book we've mentioned that we have different politics after attending the universities do you want your reckless passionate flamboyant imposing and famous character to be the more radical of the two of us i think i want to be a monarchist okay what is our environment just broad strokes pictures that i have in my mind Right now, mm -hmm. this duel is taking place inside of a university library. Oh, God. Okay. But, like, a very old university library. Yeah. 
Oh, that feels so bad. So dimly lit. Yes, definitely dim. It's simultaneously both cramped and spacious. In the way that libraries can yeah, be. Like yeah, the really high ceilings and everything like that, but the stacks keep things close. Serene. Oh, I was going to go with still. It's the middle of the night. Like, Serene, I think Serene indicates a peace that maybe still does not. I'm good with either one. Yeah, no, I mean, like, because it's, I feel like Serene is more the vibe that I am envisioning in the environment before the duel takes place, right? Okay, like, perfect. It yeah. is a quiet university library at night. I think my character might be the overnight librarian. Oh my god. Um, and then one more. Did we want to do... Wait, wasn't that three? No. We didn't oh. choose between cramped or spacious oh, or anything like yeah. that. Um, ancient? Ancient. Ancient works. I was thinking a good library should be pristine. It okay. might not end up that way after the duel, but I like the idea that it is perfectly organized into a yeah. non-eugenesis decimal system. Mm? Okay, so it is a dimly lit but serene, pristine university library. Just out of curiosity, do you have mm -hmm. a fake university name that you want to use? Um, I have come from ooh do i plug my game and just say saint hornbeck you could you're welcome to i'm mean, like that's not too gauche yeah i am i am coming from saint hornbeck the university you're trying to rob is alderbridge i like that alderbridge is the university famous for teaching all of the youths to be radicals and anti-classists God forbid. So, character stuff. I love the first question in the character creation. Choose whether or not you are wearing a cape. Of course I'm wearing a cape. Yeah, I'm surprised you're not wearing one now. You know, had I really thought in advance, I would have put one of mine on. I'm making some decisions in private. Okay. Well, I can tell you this. I am wearing a white capelet. A capelet is a type of cape that extends down to about the elbows. Um, they're also called incorrectly a half cape, although I would argue a half cape is something else. Um, it is white and pristine alongside the uniform, which it is over. Okay, I'm not going to let you know whether or not I have a cape. Wait, you're cheating. No, I'm not. Oh. Players reserve the right to decide in secret yeah, whether right. to wear a cape and the description thereof. I've made my decision. Okay, so with your capes unfurled, review the following conditions. Whoever meets the lowest numbered condition below may choose to either pick first advantage or to begin play with priority. If a condition applies to both players or neither, proceed to the next condition. Whoever opted to wear a cape. Well, we know I'm wearing a cape. I'm also wearing a cape. Okay. Whoever's cape is closest to floor length without going over. As described, I am wearing a capelet. Um, my cape does go to waist length. Okay. You get to choose if you want to begin play with priority, 
or if you would like to pick an advantage first. I think I will pick the first advantage. Next, we select advantages. Select two advantages each, alternatively picking from the mutually exclusive pool. I think my first advantage is going to be I have superior fashion. God damn it! No! <laughs> yes! Literally all I wanted. I wanted first advantage just so I could take that. Oh, I'm upset now. I am your exact type. Other than the monarchist thing. I was a toss-up between choosing those two, so you got my 1B. Uh, extensive training. That was my second choice. Um, taller than your opponent. It's not a thing you have real-world experience with when it comes to me, right? No, not at all. I'm definitely not a foot taller than you. You might be more. <laughs> Depends on what shoes I'm wearing. Okay. I think it just makes sense for me to have extensive training for this fight on account of the fact that the night librarian is specifically trained in the way of the blade. I studied the blade. Uh, specify two or more facts about your clothing. I am wearing a navy waistcoat with brass buttons and white culottes. I am wearing, as previously described, I guess I skipped ahead, beneath my white cape, uh, the uniform of my school is fairly regimental, I think is is a good word to describe it. Um, epaulets, mm -hmm. a sash, belt, highly regulated, boots shined to the nines. The sort of uniform itself is a... Um, somewhere between a burgundy and a crimson, but it's definitely red. I think it's rather, we'll say form-fitting. Mm-hmm. Again, playing to type. <laughs> Specify two or more items on your person. This can include fashion accessories, utilitarian items such as a boot knife or an armored pauldron, trinkets from your past or your opponent's past if they agree. Do not include your primary weapon. I have of particular note a ring it's a token of like not admiration accolade mm -hmm. from the monarch for something great i did the thing that made me famous um which involved driving an evil from the local town below like, the university sits above the town. I drove out something that was attacking um, and was awarded this ring. Um, it is not a standard part of the uniform. Interesting. And um, uh, the second item I'm carrying is a bottle of flammable solvent. In a library? Um, I think the night librarian is Explicitly required to carry a mangosh. Okay. So, um, I think a sword breaker. Jeez. So that's not your weapon. No, that's a mangosh. Well, okay, yes. Would you like to describe for the audience who maybe isn't as much of a sword nerd as we are what a mangosh is? A mangosh is literally your left hand weapon. 
it's your weapon that you use for your offhand. Typically, it was a dagger, uh, like a parrying dagger, or uh, potentially a small shield. If you've read Gideon the Ninth, they talk a lot about Mbangosh, <laughs> Um on account of how important dueling is in that book. Basically, it's your offhand weapon that you use in a duel. Mm-hmm. A sword breaker is a basically like a parrying dagger, but it has slots in the blade for you to catch your opponent's sword to possibly disarm them or, you know, catch, bring them in close by pulling the sword and stab. It's yeah, it's a cool. neat weapon. A purely defensive weapon, too, which is kind of cool. Let's see. Um, a second item. A letter. Ooh. A letter from your father. Offering to arrange a marriage for us. Oh, shit. Okay, now, specify your weapon and describe it. Everyone has to have basically the same power level. We've already decided this is Regency Era, so it has to be Regency Era appropriate swords or other weapons. What is your weapon of choice? Um, granted, this is from an uh, a period earlier for certain than Regency, I think in regards to a family, it's sort of a family weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and it is unusual to learn techniques with this weapon, but um, I carry a falchion. Interesting. What a yeah, if, if, strange weapon to carry into a duel. Yeah, for anyone who may not be familiar, if you think the guards in Aladdin... The sorts of swords they carry. I'm trying to think of other pop culture references in which there is a fashion. I but they're basically they're they're curved and they get a bit broader toward the top. I mean, I like I've already set myself up for a rapier, right? It would fit. Yeah, I think um my particular weapon is a a basket hilted rapier. Okay, sure. Um with like a very intricate sort of filigree on the basket. That is also a family weapon. Naturally. Does your sword have a name? Um, it is called Sun Eater. My sword doesn't have a name. I think it's just the family sword. Okay. Any additional information you want to add to these characters? Like names and pronouns? Uh, yeah, I suppose. My character's named Desmond Fairley. He uses he, him pronouns. He has Jonathan Taylor Thomas hair, but it's brunette. It's not, uh, he's not a blonde. And he's taller than you. My character's name is Violet Wingham. It's spelled Weatheringham. And she is the Marchioness of Ragsbrook. Because I couldn't be simple, you know, I had to give her a title. That's fair. I don't know that I'm titled. But I will be. And still a monarchist. You said your name was Desmond Fairley? Yeah. Okay. And now that we've got all of our character stuff out of the way...
So the game is played until one player reaches 9 points. Play proceeds in a series of turns. On each, the player chooses in secret whether to use one of the three regular moves, thrust, parry, or feint, or on rare occasion, once per game, make a penalty move. The resolution system works in a modified sort of rock, paper, scissors resolution. Thrust beats feint, feint beats parry, and parry beats thrust. The winning player scores one point, and the game moves on to narration. Players do not need to choose a move with their exact narration pre-planned. In fact, it probably shouldn't be. A player's choice of move indicates an approach to the next exchange, and the exact form it takes should be determined by the result of the turn. With priority, similar to the identical rule in fencing, if both players choose the same regular move, victory goes to the player with priority. Priority is exchanged after every turn, it's recommended that you keep track of priority with a token of some kind. We will be using a toonie, because that's what I have on my desk. Erica, would you like heads or tails? You can have heads because heads is the queen. Yep, because you're moving to a monarchist country. You know, nerds to that. <laughs> Players hold their moves in secret until both have chosen, and then reveal them simultaneously. Players can choose their moves strategically, based on guesses about their opponent, or for the most narrative satisfaction. It's recommended to ask, what approach would my character take given their emotions and the situation at the moment? The winning player reserves the right to the last narration for the turn. They are not required to speak last, but their opponent must allow it. So, Erica, you have priority on the first turn? Correct. Let's... I'm looking for a pencil to make little flashcards. Or how do you want to do the one, two, three thing? Um, I was just going to say write it in Discord. Oh, okay. That's not going to be too hard for you to edit. Around the clicky clacks? No, because we'll just, we'll choose now, type in silence, and then click enter, and then discuss. You ready? Ready? Three, two, one. Oh. I faint you parry. And in that situation, faint wins. Yes, it does. So you will have the last word in this narration. I think in this individual moment, we are not engaged in the duel just quite yet. We've not met face to face. Mm -hmm. If I might. I think the feint is you sneaking. Like, sneaking into the library trying I, I assume you don't plan on busting the door open and saying violet i'm here for blood and poems. no but i don't think i'm sneaking either i think i just walk in the library is supposed to be locked anyway um and i walk in and um i think the very heavy wooden door closes behind you incredibly loud <laughs> Violet, I should have known. I'm not here to play games. Just stand away. Des, Desi, darling, you know I can't do that. I know you've done that before. Are you talking about the time? Because he was just an experiment for us. I know that I... Did you want to do that again? Now's not the time or place. And I think while you're distracted by that thought, um, I start walking again. Okay. You have priority. Three, two, one. 
Okay. <laughs> um, Erica put Perry. I put faint. Are you absolutely sure he was gorgeous? I'm not denying that, but you're trying to distract me, and it won't work this time. She waves her hand, and an illusory, very hot twink appears in front of you. Ha ha ha. And for what it's worth, I thought he was a bit too talkative. This one can be as quiet as you like. I uh, snap my fingers and the illusion starts to dissolve. St. Horbex has been teaching you counter magic. Believe it or not. I get a perfectly well-rounded education at St. Hornbeck's. Oh, did you learn that in boot-kissing class? Desmond sort of flushes. Um, okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> we both put thrust. Erica, you have priority, so you win that point. Yeah. Um, I take a step closer to you. It's not the only kind of magics they've taught me. <laughs> you know... We're under the express permission of the Grand Magus to learn things they wouldn't teach here. At your, um, silly little mm, free thought academy here. You may have access to those things that the Grand Magus deigns to teach you. We have access to the things you're not allowed to learn. I reach out um, I reach out my hand and cup your chin and kind of point your face up toward me. Why do you think I'm here, Violet? That's where there's some form of headspace that gets engaged with the chin tilt. <laughs> mm-hmm, I'm aware. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> Erica, we're too similar for this game. I think so. We both thrust <laughs> we both once again. Thrust again. <laughs> um, but you have priority this time. Take it. You know, those charms might have worked once upon a time. Things have felt different of late. Really? They didn't feel all that different this weekend. Mind-blowing sex aside. Mind-blowing? Well, I mean, I knew it was good, but I'll take it. Oh, no, it was... And the illusion comes back. It wasn't you. That's fucking brutal. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, you talked shit about Alderbridge. I'm gonna go for the jugular. Three, two, one, go. Faint beats Perry. Faint does beat Perry. Okay. I'm gonna need to take a little bit of inspiration. The victor offered provocation or bait, and the loser took it. You could feel free to prove yourself here, if you'd like, but... Oh, I don't even remember his name. Still. Other things I do remember about him. And she bites her lip. <laughs> it's a nice try, Violet. But we both know, and I'm gonna try to push you back like against a bookshelf slowly back you into the wall mm -hmm. um we we both know that i'm really the only one who can fill that particular hole in your heart as we approach the bookcase slowly pushing me back i'm very aware of where everything is in the book in the library i've walked these halls many times alone at night i take a quick dance step 
of a pivot. Your reflexes kick in and you take the same step that you mirror because we have danced numerous times before and not just mm -hmm. with swords. And you are pinned up against the bookcase. Desi, honey, matters of the heart are very different from matters of the cunt. Three, two, one. Perry, Perry, I believe I have priority. You don't. No, you have priority. You're I right. have priority. Yep. So, with a parry win, the loser offered an aggressive thrust and the victor struck it aside to make a powerful counterattack. The loser must offer the victor an insult or an attempt at an imposing physical move, which the victor can effectively counter. So, what, pray tell, is your yeah. offered strike? This is cute, Violet, but if you're going to try to back me into a physical corner, it's not going to work. And I'm just playing stronger and larger than you, and I'm going to, um, like, push back. I think I am perfectly prepared for that push. I think I lean into the push, where I'm already, as you move forward, I basically mirror what you're doing in retreat, and then just give you a gentle tug and let you keep going as I pirouette around you. And are you okay with hitting a bookcase? Absolutely. Are you okay with us knocking over that bookcase? Yes. And I think as, as you get pulled, you're caught off balance. I perform a very elegant pirouette. And you, stumbling fall into a bookcase that crashes down the sound of hundreds of books and the loud echoing thud of a domino effect of bookcases you know the stacks start to doom 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 mm -hmm. doom and i think i flourish with some dance some dance steps that fit in time with the beat of the falling bookcases Desmond, my love, you should know physical strength isn't the only attribute for success. That is a very monarchist attitude. Three, two, one. Okay, so Erica wrote the trust, and I wrote thrust. One of those you is know, a legal move, so I win. Clearly. Um, I, I have priority. Yes, you do. Well, look, now you're going to have to explain why there's a banned book missing from your archives and half of your first floor stacks are trashed. Have fun with that, Violet. Writing a bookshelf is trivial. Or do they not teach you any practical magic at St. Hornbeck's? Is it just flash, pomp, circumstance, and obeisance? I think you mean obedience. No, I do mean obeisance. That's right, you're not noble. I lift both my hands, and you go from standing to being pinned against the against the roof where the second floor stacks begin. Okay, so I, I imagine the library has like like a giant main corridor, and then like stacks and stacks and stacks and along floors the sides. on the yeah. yeah. 
I have a very uh, National Archives okay. in DC sort of yep. picture. Yeah. Do you want the last quip? Oh, I think the last quip was me pushing you into the ceiling. Okay. Well, not violently. But no. I'm de- I'm demonstrating. Oh, I know magic. Three, two, one. Thrust be thrust. Or what? The fourth time this game? <laughs> Erica, we are possibly the most interesting duel that I have ever had, insofar as it is like versus like and yet so different. So as as I am ever so gently pinned to the roof, mm-hmm. I think this scene is a very simple one. Okay. Kinky. I like it. And then I just very gently wave a finger and your feet come out from underneath you and you fall, basically fall backwards straight onto your back and or head. Okay, for the record, current score is five to three. In your favor? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Three, two, one. Thrust versus thrust again. I have priority. Yes, you do. Violet, this is cute and all, but I really must get going. And you are delaying that. The exit is that way if you'd like to leave. <laughs> Not without my bounty. Um, and I, I make a, like, broad upward stroke with my right hand and um, water out of a central fountain that's in the library, like, entranceway sweeps across your legs and freezes them to the ceiling. And then I turn around and start to walk toward the archive. Three, two, one. Fuck. (laughs) Okay, so I played faint, Cat played parry, in which case faint wins. Mm -hmm. Um, A faint win indicates that the victor offered provocation or bait and the loser took it. Uh, this will often, often take the form of hitting the loser in an emotional tender spot or taking a threatening action, which makes the loser particularly nervous and jumpy. The loser must narrate a significant and vulnerable reaction to the bait, but remember the victor still reserves the right to the last narration. Um, and uh, as I walk away toward the archive, I turn around and I say, well, unless, of course, you agree to come back with me. That's a prize worth far more than your book. You do well at St. Hornbeck. And I turn around and start walking again. I'm trying to figure out... Sorry, not mm-hmm. to interrupt this narration. Because I no. think that... I, I'm just questioning the mechanics on drawing your weapon and what that mechanically does. It narratively means that you draw your weapon, which forces me to draw mine. It merely indicates like an, a, an escalation. Uh, hi, a higher an escalation. Yep. I think as you turn your back, the ice shatters, and you hear like a three point landing behind you, and then I really didn't want to have to do this, and then I go for your back with the rapier. Um, and I. As you do so, I, out of my scabbard, pull my falchion um, and per- 
I guess that's a parry, huh? Yes, you would. That's I get. Uh, mm. It's fine. I expected this, and I perfectly deflect your blow. Okay, three, two, one. It's a tie on parry, and I had priority. Uh, do you? No, do I? Okay, this is easy. This is easy. This is an odd number. You have priority on odd number total points. Right. Okay. Um, so, uh, two parries. I win the tie. Um, you have to offer me something which I can ultimately parry back. Whether that's a quip or an attack or yes. whatever. I think I'm pulling out the nuclear option. You know, Desmond, I do have something that you might find more valuable. Far more valuable than bringing me back to St. Hornbeck's <laughs> or some small, ultimately meaningless book of poetry. It's not meaningless. No? It's an act of sedition. And? And those are meant to be taken seriously, Violet. Although you wouldn't know that. You don't tend to take anything seriously in your life, do you? We can call that my parry. <laughs> yeah, that works. Three, two, one. Thrust beats faint. <sighs> or does it? It does. Yeah, explicitly. Um, <laughs> Very explicitly. Oh man, you've got one hell of a thrust to take too. <laughs> yes, I do. So let's say I put aside the seditious ideas that I have, just for the sake of argument, say, and I showed you this, and I flourish a letter, and it very clearly says, Marchioness Ragsbrook, care of Alderbridge University, location. It's a, it's a letter, and then... Yeah, I'm familiar. Yes. <laughs> the other side of the letter is the seal that your father has adopted using. A letter from... My father? Yes, uh, the Honorable Mr. Fairley has indicated a willingness to engage our two houses in marriage. Violet, you thought to speak to my father about this before we discussed it? I did no such thing. Your father offered it to me first. <laughs> Think about it. Marquis Desmond Fairley does have a wonderful ring to it. I think I get distracted at this thought. Yeah, you, you definitely got me. Um, What's the score? It is six to six. Wow. Three, two, one. I knew I had you on the defensive. I parried Cat Fainted. Sorry, I, I get very excited by this. No, it's it's extremely sexy. All you need to do is give me that ring of yours, and we can call this whole thing off. The grandest prize of all will be yours. Violet, we can discuss this. But now is not the time or place. We can discuss this after you've robbed my school? After I have fulfilled my contract with my school... They make you sign contracts. They make you into bounty hunters at St. Hornbeck's? Terribly gauche. 
I love Violet Wingham. Yeah, me too. I mean, I also love Desmond, but <laughs> he's he's just every fucking romance novel hunk lead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's an awful human. Um <laughs> Okay. Three, two, one. Thrust beats faint. That is You're really pulling ahead here. Eight points. Yeah. I think things better escalate very pretty fast. For the record, that was your priority. Correct, but you beat me. Yes. So I just I just yeah. want to make sure you know that I only have yes. to tie you on the next turn. I'm aware. <laughs> um Desmond, darling, just turn to face me and we can have a very brief discussion about our future. It's so much easier than me running you through. Oh, is that our options now, Violet? Those are the options I see on the table. Given (laughs) your insistence, desist, or, quite frankly, you'll make me commit one of the gravest sins of mankind. Destroying something beautiful. That's so good. (laughs) Yeah. That was very cool. I am so surprised that I said something that cool. Three. Three. Two. two, One. One. That is just outright victory, huh? (sighs) I parried where Erica thrusted. Violet. I don't like that you've brought me to this. But if you're asking me to choose between you and my future, I I bring my sword forward. Desmond, it deeply pains me to see how short-sighted you are. This isn't a choice between me and your future. It's a choice of your future. You could have either future you want. You have turned to face me, though. Oh, yes. And I do believe that was the indication that I was looking for. It was either turn around or I run you through. Mm-hmm. I reach out my hand. Put the sword down, Violet. You first. This is, no, this is no time to play. Just let me do what I'm here to do, and we can discuss our future matrimony at a later point. This has nothing to do with you and I. You're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. I think I'm in the perfectly right place. I think this is the perfect time to have this discussion. If you leave with that book, then you leave my corpse here. And you've made your decision. Your future is with St. Hornbex and performing bounty hunting missions for them. You could have everything you want. Nobility, a title, honor among the landed class. Graduate of St. Hornbeck's with a title? You could have political connections. You could have the life every monarchist wants. All you have to do is drop your sword. Think of the debauched parties. God damn it. Does this have to end in a fight? I don't it has think to... so. Okay. I... Oh, the loser can act on any motivation that feels natural, though they should try to make their character's reasoning satisfying to the winner. Violet Wingham Marchionis of Rakesbrook. Damn your soul to hell. I drop my sword. I'll see you there, and I stab you through the heart. (laughs) 
Oh my god, that's so good. Oh my. Mm. <laughs> Erica, <laughs> we are now one and one in duels to the death. <laughs> god damn it, that's so sexy. <laughs> so, would you consider this to be the most romantic game you've played? Maybe ever. <laughs> I. Th- this is. Uh, I. I have. God, my heart is beating. Oh, like, oh my God, do, 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 I am do, do, like. Like. My adrenaline is fucking all over the place. That resolution. Oh my God, just. The, the fucking tension and edging leading up to that climax. The, the, damn your soul to hell, I'll see you there. I didn't, I, like as soon as I said it, and as soon as I looked into your eyes, I knew what was happening. <laughs> I like, But that doesn't I, make it worse. I, ki- I mean, that... Like, I, oh. I when I when I was in the headspace and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, I love you. Like, th- th- I guess I guess I do choose you over m- my school and my reputation. Oh, this game's cool as fuck. Yes, I think <laughs> it's very important to note that the list that Violet gave you of things to entice you are all things she deeply resents about being of noble blood. Oh, yes. Erica, fully aware. Okay. (laughs) Desmond, a bit of a dumbass. (laughs) Yes, okay. So, now that we've done the fun part, let's get to the technical stuff. This brilliant... God, the emotions that I'm feeling right now. Boy, is this game... Real good. It's so goddamn good. I oh my god. Mm, um, I'm gonna need a cold shower. Yeah, no doubt. This game was made by Jess Levine, a queer trans woman who you can find on Twitter at Jess from Online. It's currently in the middle of a crowdfunding campaign via Games on Tabletop. You can find a link for that in the show notes. If you want to talk about the game, you can do so by using the hashtag ihthg. Please remember to rate and review Chicks with Dice on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods. Follow us on Twitter at Chicks with Dice and support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash so says media. That's S-O-S-E-S media. Until next time, don't put your sword down in a duel. (laughs) What the fuck? Bye. Chicks with Dice is a production of So Says Media. Visit sosays.ca for more.